Welcome to Inspiring Business with your host, Mark Bullock. In every episode, Mark interviews others to share stories of thought leaders who inspire others by making a difference. You can find this show on www.videosocials.net and on YouTube, LinkedIn, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. Now here's the host of Inspiring Business, Mark Bullock. Hi and welcome. Today my guest is my friend and longtime client, Claire Pirro. Claire is an attorney and mediator in Westchester, New York. She is the founder of her own divorce and mediation, family mediation practice rather, um, in Westchester. And you can find her at clairepirromediation.com, which of course there will be multiple links that are associated with this podcast. Also, I wanted to note that Claire is the past president and I believe current board member of the New York State Council on Divorce Mediation. So she really is a leader in the industry. Welcome, Claire. So glad to have you. Why, thank you, Mark, and thank you for having me. Uh, I, a- absolutely. I have uh, often said in the past that I drank the Kool-Aid uh, more than a decade ago about the, the, um, the values and benefits of people looking at mediation instead of a litigated process or a, contenti- a, a truly contentious process, um, not only from the standpoint of just the mental anguish that it helps people work through and, 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 uh, and be able to move forward with their lives rather, rather than going to war per se, um, but also it turns out it's radically less expensive and less time consuming. Um, and so we we ha- do have and have had many uh, divorce mediator uh, clients for mm-hmm. our our company practice marketing incorporated through multi through our multitude of services actually, um, and so I I've always said that I feel like mediation is is an enlightened profession um, in the fact that it's not just about getting to the agreement from a legal standpoint it's actually getting um, uh, getting resolution, um, and, and being able, and being able to move forward would, I'm sure that you agree with that. Absolutely. Your understanding is completely on target. And just a little shout out back to you. You've been instrumental in the mediation community in terms of helping us to be able to promote ourselves and for the council, you're extraordinarily generous. So we appreciate you as much as you appreciate us in mediation. Well, thank you. And so, and and I, I'm never going to say that I'm sorry that I drank the Kool Aid because I, I really do. Uh, I, I consider it one of our core industries that we serve, and it's the one that I get the most pleasure from. That and that and mental health. Um, frankly, it's just because uh, you guys are about helping people. So. Um, and, 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 and helping them move forward with their lives and, and, and inserting who you are and the value that you bring um, in having conversations at the most difficult time for most people, yeah. for, for them to have a, a meaningful conversation and actually move forward rather than getting stuck in, let's mm-hmm. go to war, let's have a battle, let, you know, yeah. I need, you know. Um, I've been wronged and I, you know, I need to seek retribution. And, 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 and unfortunately, which, which brings me back to, you know, my first question for you is, you know, 
you've you've been an attorney longer than you've been a mediator. What had you as an attorney decide to uh, start a mediation practice? Well, actually, um, to go back a little further, when I got out of law school, I started as an associate in um, a small firm that was really real estate and estate work. And mm. the few matrimonial cases that came in were given to me as an associate because I was an associate. And that's when I learned that I like family law. And I think the main reason was because of that really close connection with clients. Mm. And I felt like I was um, able to help people at the time when they really needed help. I also think that family law in general is an interesting part of the law. Mm -hmm. um, I've been practicing a long time, as you noted. So in the early 90s, mediation was definitely around and uh, divorce mediation was being practiced, but not as prevalent as it is now. So it took me a while to learn about it. And I learned about it through um, Nancy Gardner, who uh, was a local mediator and a member of the New York State Council on Divorce Mediation. And I started by being a review attorney for her clients. And because she was uh, not an attorney mediator, I was doing her legal agreements. Mm -hmm. And she kept telling me about mediation and encouraging me to take the training. When I finally took the training, then I realized that this was my calling. And I stopped representing clients in any adversarial setting. And then several years after that, I stopped doing real estate and estate work. So I am now, and I don't want to say just a mediator because that's not, it's not just a mediator, but my practice is solely as a mediator and representing parties in mediation. Terrific. So, and I think there's, there's some important distinctions because I think a lot of people get tied up into it's just about the law. Right. Or it's just about the money. Right. And uh, one of the things that, uh, again, we've got so many years working with, you know, you and many others who are mediators, is that your um, your approach is far more holistic. Yes. And 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 that wasn't really a question that that that, that I had down on the list. But right. could you expand on that that thought a little bit? <laughs> Definitely. Um, you know, I, I, I think that part of my draw to mediation is really the sense of balance that um, there's two sides to everything. And that um, the way that I used to practice in an adversarial setting, um, I was just advocating for my client. And my job was just to advocate for that client and to look out for that client's interests. My nature is kind of to see a bigger picture and to try to help clients reach a, a settlement that's going to work for both of them. I just that whole kind of win lose is just really misplaced when you're talking about a couple separating and their children and how are they going to live going forward. There shouldn't be a winner and a loser. Um, you know, because who's definitely going to be the loser in that scenario will be the children. You know, there really needs to be um, a, a mutual agreement that's made. And so much in 
the typical adversarial system is based on the skills of the attorney, and that really shouldn't be the deciding factor. Well, at least, at the very least, uh, or at the most, it's only one of a one of a consideration. I mean, even selecting a mediator, you know, there, there's mediators that have not a lot of experience, and there's mediators that have tons of experience. Um, in your case, it's not only have you got lots of experience since as far as years and years of doing it and, and helping hundreds, I'm, I'm assuming, of, of, of clients successfully navigate the process, um, but you're a part of really the refinement of the industry through the New York State Council of Divorce Mediation. In other words, you've taken a leadership because I know that organization is all about education and experience and gaining wisdom and best practices and um, and um, uh, getting the word out of uh, of of mediation because uh, another phrase that I'm often uh, accused of saying is is that we need to get rid of the word alternative when we're saying alternative dispute resolution because mm -hmm. it may have been an alternative but really I think it should be the primary. Um, right. consideration because yes, not every single couple is, is the best possible candidate for mediation. But frankly, I think most are, and at the very least they should look at it and consider it and talk to a, a mediator or two before putting on the gloves as it were and jumping into a, a litigated process. I mean, I don't you feel mm -hmm. that people really owe it to themselves and their families to consider doing something other than going to war? Absolutely. And actually, that's the tagline of the council, that mediation should be the first option for a couple who's separating. And I think that's why it's important to, um, to in terms of educating the public, the council has done a wonderful job with that. But I think individual mediators also help also need to help clients understand the benefits of mediation. Um, and that, to me, includes offering a, a consultation at no charge. Um, not, you know, it's not a legal consultation. It's not where, you know, it's not substantive discussions, but just even a half hour of time to explain the process, explain how it works. I explain how I work, which may be differently than other mediators. And the most important thing is to give those two clients at the same time the opportunity to meet me and see if I'm someone with whom they both want to work, because obviously the mediator has to be agreeable to both. So when I'm speaking to some uh, potential client on the phone about this, I, I say it's like a no commitment way of just learning and seeing if it's going to be a good fit. Um, I'll say that most of the clients with whom I have an initial consultation do retain me for mediation. Um, but even if they don't, it's I think it's time well spent by me because I get to talk about mediation, which is something I like to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, and along that lines, if if they're if they're just starting to think about right getting separated or they're 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 weighing their options and they're looking at, at what's possible um what kinds of information have you made available to them for free and and where would they find that information 
Well, um, at consultations, when we used to do them in person, I would give them a very nice folder of information. And now that I'm doing consultations mainly by Zoom, I send them a packet of information that um, talks about how mediation works, um, gives my background, but importantly, gives them a brief summary of the law and a checklist of things that have to be addressed. Um, I provide them with the summary of the law because there's so much bad information online and so much information that people get from their neighbor, from their hairstylist, from their, you know, sister's boyfriend. And so even though it's, it's brief, it's complete and accurate. So I think it's good for them to have that. And for the checklist, I think it's good for them, even if they don't talk to each other before the mediation about substantive terms, it's good for them to think about the things that have to be addressed so they're prepared for the mediation. So I think that's really valuable information for them to have. Um, also, of course, on my website, I've been doing blogs with you for more years than I can count now, um, and most recently videos. And so that, um, that's on my blog page, and that's a wealth of information, uh, not just about mediation, but also about the substantive law. And, and so basically, you just, you just compiled two different, what I would say is two different levels of information. So in other words, if they're really getting they're getting serious about this. This is this is something that that is looking imminent, and um, and they're ready to have a conversation with you. You can give them a deeper deeper context. You can give them again, yeah. they you know how the law works, how the mediation process mm -hmm. works, et cetera, et cetera. But what we've been helping you with as as, as far as for a number of years now um, is. If they're just contemplating, if they're just considering, if they haven't necessarily even broached the subject with their spouse yet, they're at a point that, guess what? They're online and they're looking for information and they're and and maybe they're in confidence. They're asking friends or a, or a mental health professional or a, another attorney, you know, that 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 helps them with, with some other area of their lives, as an example, or their clergy, as an example. Um, and you've literally built a library of information that is specifically for those that are just considering, that are just thinking about mm -hmm. it and, and really wanting to understand the impacts on the family and what is a parenting agreement. And, you know, uh, uh, if, if we're not even married yet, should we consider getting a prenuptial agreement? And, 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 and just it's, it's truly a library of across all areas of marriage and divorce and, 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 and leading up to and, and, and all the way to the completion of if, if that's the choice that, that comes about. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to, you know, uh, fill in the blanks on that a little bit. So it's not only your website, uh, it's your LinkedIn profile. Um, and uh, now that you've been uh, doing videos for the last couple of years, it's also your YouTube channel. So mm -hmm. there, so somebody that wants to get to know you wants to get to know a little bit more information before they have to make that scary phone call and i think that if they they see you in in this context yeah. and on other videos and read a few of your blog posts etc um that's going to be a lot less scary call because you're anything but threatening this is this is not like calling a divorce attorney that wants to 
get you on a retainer and and let's let's start mm -hmm. the fight right this is kind of the opposite <laughs> yes how do we not have you start the fight how how do we you know yeah. cool down the, te the the temperature a little bit and 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 work towards setting you up for a successful life post divorce mm -hmm. and that also being for your spouse and almost from my perspective even more importantly that of your children and your extended mm -hmm. family right and the families mm -hmm. around you so um along those lines and again we will have links associated with uh, with this podcast uh, however you're consuming it for claire's um uh -huh. youtube channel website linkedin profile those 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 types of things so, go ahead oh, oh no thanks mark and just on that idea of the scary phone call um truly it's just the first step and the best way to think about it it's completely without any commitment whatsoever. And I can't tell you how many times I get a phone call asking about mediation and then nothing happens for, it could be years. And the person says, oh, I spoke to you two years ago. And I go back in my notes and I can find that. So it doesn't have to be scary. Nobody knows except for that person and me. And, um, you know, I really encourage people not to let their fear stop them from doing that because it truly can go nowhere if they want it to go nowhere. But it could also help them get to the next step if they're ready to go to the next step. Absolutely. And so they do take advantage of looking at, and getting some information and and do uh, uh give claire call and 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 schedule a conversation because it's another distinction that i'd like to draw and and correct me if i'm wrong but essentially if if one party goes to a divorce attorney mm -hmm. and has a consult with that divorce attorney is it still the case that that divorce attorney then can't potentially represent the other party or is that is that something that's in, oh, in, no that's that's still that would still be an ethical violation uh, right. conflict of interest definitely so, yeah. and good and thank you and and thank you because i think it's it's an important distinction that most people don't realize um they don't have that when they're having a conversation with you oh no right right, right? so it, it, you no, know because no, no. you you you're not legally representing as an attorney both parties but as a mediator, you are representing the family. Correct. The, the, and, the, right. Well, yeah, I'm help assisting the family. I'm not acting as a lawyer when I mediate. Correct. I'm acting as a mediator, Correct. but yes, helping the family. And most people, frankly, don't just call one mediator because it is something that's so particular. And again, that's why I can't. I can't understand how someone could choose a mediator without having a consult with them because you just have to feel right with them. Right. And you have to feel that with that, that mediator may be right for someone else, but not right for you. So um, it's not unusual for someone to call three different mediators. Terrific. Potentially. Well, and, and in along those lines as uh as what I was speaking about earlier, because yes, we want to we want to convince people and, and encourage people to get past that you know 
scariness and that, and, and, yeah. and that, that trepidation about talking to a professional, because frankly, that's when it starts to feel real, right? That's, that's, yeah. that's, you know, um, mm-hmm. but you're not quite ready for it to start to feel real. That's the reason why there's so much other information, again, through sure. your blog, through your, through your uh, mm-hmm. LinkedIn profile, through your, through your, um, um, uh, your, um, YouTube channel, my apologies. And, um, Using you as an example, I'd like to take just a moment to kind of talk about what we do and how 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 this kind of, of threads in because clients like you, you're the author of any of this content. You're that you're it's it's your voice, it's your words, it's your etc. But there's a lot of technology that's kind of behind that, and there's and there's a lot of shall we say accountability to actually get it done because you as well as all of the clients that we've had over the last 15 years uh, with practice marketing um, have the same issue. And that is once you're busy, once you're busy serving clients, the whole, you know, getting yourself out there, the marketing um, has to take second fiddle always to client service. But we act as a bit of an accountability partner and technical and logistical support to actually get things done. So what, what am I talking about? Well, you started with us with our main ser- our, our, our initial mm-hmm. service, which was phoneblogger.net. And you can find that at that website address, phoneblogger.net. And what we, what we found was we could either call you or have you draft something if you, if you prefer to write out a draft, but we could call you, have an, have an editor interview you in a short conversation, 5, 10, 15 minutes at the most, mm-hmm. we record that conversation. They ask you a couple of questions. You have a topic in mind. And and it's really kind of stream of consciousness off the top of your head, having a, just as you would having that consult with somebody across the table. If somebody said, what about parenting agreements? Okay. And, and, and then you speak for a few minutes. We've recorded that. We, we, we uh, transcribe that. And the editor then takes that time to craft that your words, your answers to those questions into a readable and digestible uh, uh, blog article. Uh, And then you, of course, then read it with them, make sure that everything's okay. Oh, I need to, we need to, you know, the the wording context needs to change because of the, you know, legal context, et cetera, whatever it is. So it's your article, it's your words, et cetera, et cetera. And then uh, we just, make sure that we go that, that goes through a whole QA process and that gets posted to your blog and that gets sent out to all your social media channels and that goes out to newsletters mm-hmm. um, which is another another way people can can get information from you and I know that there's the ability for them to sign up for your newsletter on your website and I mm-hmm. highly recommend it because it's just a constant stream of really great information um, with again no obligation to to, to mm-hmm. take it any further other than just gaining that information so that was phone blogger and then the next step from that for us was video and audio combined so the 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 thing about video is is that look the vast majority of people that are that are consuming content online will jump to video before they'll go to text or before they'll even go to audio and the social media platforms the linkedins the facebooks the twitters etc are prioritizing video and in prioritizing that video, that means that there's only, and just so that a, a little bit of a, of a statistic for context, 
there's only one-tenth of one-tenth of one-tenth of one percent of the world's population who are YouTube creators. Okay. But how many, how many YouTube videos do you see? How many videos do you see on, on LinkedIn and Facebook and, 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 and other social media channels, right? So there's vastly more people on social media than are actually creating video. Yet what we see in our feeds is a lot of video. That just goes to prove that the social media platforms recognize the impact and the value and the, and the, and the likelihood of engagement for video in this so as your feeds whatever that whatever social media platform that you're on as as you're looking at that feed um realize that it's only a tiny percentage of the people that are actually on that platform that are creating videos but you're seeing a lot of videos in your feed so if you're not doing video you're really kind of shooting yourself in the foot so you took on and became a a, a video socials uh client and Video Socials was created for those that don't know how to do that, 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 that may not have the camera confidence yet, may not know how to be on video. And in doing so, they're not just talking to this inanimate object called the camera. They're having a conversation with others in the room. It's a it's a peer club that we get together and we take turns recording videos and giving each other support, encouragement and feedback on that. And that's videosocials.net. Again, that's at, at the list. And then if somebody's looking to take the next step to do what you and I are doing right now, which is to have, having a video interview podcast, we created uh, our video interview podcast.com, which is our newest service. And, um, uh, and, and, and it's beyond beta, but, you, you, but we're, we just started at the beginning of the year. And I'm one of the first clients in the fact that I've got an entire team that helps me pull together all of the vast levels of resources and scheduling and rescheduling and, uh, uh, and, 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 and finding guests and getting their, getting their information uh, and preparing to, to, to do these, these, uh, these types of podcasts uh, and then getting it out to all the various platforms, et cetera. So um, uh, that, again, is video, videointerviewpodcast.com. So, in, thank you for, for, for letting me kind of, of what, 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 uh, what we're up to. And, um, and I, I hope to have you someday choose to, to do a video interview podcast because we'd, oh. we'd love to have you as a, as a client oh. in that context as well. Because um, I really think that um, what you're talking about is your desire to have a consult, right? In, is, mm -hmm have a deeper conversation and, and to have a more meaningful conversation. Yeah. Right. And that's, and, and that's kind of the difference between putting out quote marketing videos or branding videos, you know, the one, two, three minute videos that are going out there in which you mm -hmm. don't have time to go into depth and you're not necessarily having a conversation with somebody else. Right. So we're having an interaction. We're having a conversation right. and we're having, a, you know, this approximately a half hour of, of content that we're creating here. But in doing so, we're we're gaining information from each other. We're we're engaging at a different level in our own brains and in our own conversation, which is far more attractive for those who are tr trying to get further and deeper information. So. It's again the, the longer form and the, the combination mm -hmm. of 
two people having a conversation about a topic rather than just you or I being a talking head, as an example. So I will definitely give it thought. And I just want to say, Mark, I would not have that wealth of information, but for you, my web person, before I started with blogging, which I, I was so long in between blog posts that he said, please don't put the dates on it because it's months in between. <laughs> so with you, yes, there was that commitment to do it. And forget about doing videos and posting videos on my own. I never would have done it without you. So um, you may uh, you may find me, you know, being a podcast client <laughs> as well, because you just every new thing you do does seem to to be welcome um, in terms of my marketing practices, and that's anything I would have done on my own. <laughs> well, thank well, thank you, and and then along that lines, I mean, we are a uh, what used to be called a market driven company. In other words, we only develop services that are actually wanted and needed by our by our clients and um and and i'm going to say that i think mediation is the same thing um and and so what would you like to you know close with today and 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 what what point would you want to get across to people in, in respect to how is mediation really engineered to be really the primary option they should be considered? Well, because it, it goes back to me with the idea of that timing. And, you know, when you had spoken about the scary phone call, that everything in mediation is client driven. So if you want, if you're not ready to have the next meeting for a year, you can as long as you both agree, you can wait a year to have the next meeting. You're on your own timetable. And along with that decision on timing, obviously, mediation means that you're making your decisions on everything. So you are in such control of the outcome. You're in control of the timing that I, I just can't understand why in the face of that, someone would prefer to have a judge be in control of the timing or have attorneys manipulate what the outcome would be. You know, it seems that that should be the primary focus, that idea of self-determination in all aspects of the process. And, and for me, I think it has to do with why would they choose that? Because one, they don't know it. They don't yeah. know that it exists and, or they don't realize that, the litigation process and whether that actually end up in a court of law, more likely it's going to be a settlement where a judge, mm -hmm. as you said, is going to make decisions for them. Right. Which is, which is, I, I, I can't even conceive of wanting to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> why, why am I going to let somebody that doesn't know me that it make decisions about my family, my kids, my parenting, mm -hmm. my, et cetera, et cetera. Now there are, boundaries that we have to stay within as an example if somebody is going to get spousal support or that you know what level that spousal support, you know there's certain boundaries that but there's a lot of flexibility within those boundaries that i don't think people realize either right so mm -hmm. and and that's exactly what's being negotiated when you have two attorneys that are basically going to battle is, is no i want it more this way no i want it more that mm -hmm. way well, you know, well no yeah. what works for everybody right it's always going to be a compromise it's never going to be all one side or the other, 
even in a litigated process. It just isn't going to be that way. It's going to be a compromise. So yeah. why would you give the, the power of that compromise to a third party judge versus working with a mediator who allows you to have a conversation about, okay, let's make our own compromise. Let's mm -hmm. figure out what's best for our kids. And as you said, and, and here you can see, I drank the Kool-Aid, mm -hmm. <laughs> even though I've never been, never been separated or divorced. Right. But, but I, 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 I just see so much value in let's work together. We don't know how to work together. So we need a mediator. So that mediator just is going to help us work together to figure out what's best for you, for me, and for our kids. Yeah. And, 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 and that is, as you said, on our own timeline, in our own agreement, it's literally, and correct me if I'm wrong, but they write their own agreement. I mean, you, you turn it mm -hmm. in legal term, you know, sure. as an attorney, you turn that into what's necessary for to, to be a legally binding mm -hmm. document. But you, but mm -hmm. you are not, you are not dictating to them. You have to do this way. You have to do that way. And there's, there's so much give and take. Well, you know, you have this piece of art that's a, that's an heirloom and, 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 and I have this, you know, um, money that was set aside, you know, before we got together and, you know, and, and maybe we didn't do a pre uh, prenuptial agreement. And, you know, so, you know, I'm going to keep this and you're, and, 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 you know, you, you took mm -hmm. advantage of me. So I want part, I want part of, part of that. No, sit down and have a conversation. It is a negotiation rather than a battle. So. Absolutely. And it doesn't mean that everybody agrees and everything is wonderful. There are there's a lot of emotion that's going to be involved in, in the mediation and mediators are trained to help the clients work through those very strong emotions, whereas lawyers maybe are kind of trained to exacerbate that, not not purposefully, but just by the process. And nasty letters going back and forth through attorneys that clients read are devastating. I, you know, we could go on for days, but I mean, yeah. that just that one piece alone, it's like, yeah. you know, which, which, which is going to land better for the other party. I'd like to talk to you about this. And I know that you may have some reservations. Let's let's include that in our next mediation in which, again, we have that third party that is working to resolve something rather than getting a letter or an email that says, I'm, I want this, it's got to be this way. I'm only, you know, because you did this, I, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm doing that. And it, it, it basically, as you said, there's some really wonderful divorce attorneys out there. Absolutely. But the process is combative. It's yeah. just natural. It's 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 naturally built into naturally built into the, the process, and mediation is exactly the opposite. So, yeah. thank you for the work oh. that you do. Thank you for the people that you serve. Thank mm -hmm. you for the impact that you make because th this is you're one of the people I had in mind when I created this pod this series on inspiring business because you and others inspire me, especially in this dispute resolution 
versus dispute war of of uh, uh, the of the divorce and family mediation world. Um, and I'm humbled by and so appreciate um, all that you do for your clients, for their families, and the impact that that has on the greater community of the world, frankly. Well, thank you, Mark. And in turn, I thank you, because truly, I don't think that I would be where I am now in terms of my practice without without you. So I and I'll, I, get, I and I'll get all around as as another one of our mutual uh, best friends <laughs> is Ada Haslocker's divorce and family mediation as well. Most definitely <laughs> and um, definitely positively, because as I will quote her, that if you really want to build a mediation practice, you don't introduce yourself as an attorney or a therapist. You introduce yourself as a mediator and you stop doing other things. And was a little scary when I told my husband, I'm not doing real estate and estate work anymore. I'm just going to go build a mediation practice. But it worked. <laughs> here, here, here we are. And, and congratulations on that. And, and, and wish you only the, uh, you know, the best as far as continued success. Again, all of link uh, of Claire's information online and how to get in touch with her, how to get more information from her, read her blog posts, watch her videos will be associated with this video. And again, I'm Mark Bullock, the co-founder of videosocials.net, the, the um, chief operating officer of um, Practice Marketing Incorporated, and all of our information, of course, will be uh, contained as well. And I encourage you to come back and subscribe to however you're viewing or listening to uh, this particular presentation. Um, subscribe so that you'll get more of great guests like Claire Pirro. You've been listening to Inspiring Business with your host, Mark Bullock. Thank you for your positive reviews, comments, and sharing this show with others. You can catch prior episodes on www.videosocials.net and on YouTube, LinkedIn, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. 